up on a mountaintop, you get your air for free. Those aren't the words. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of Sadie Hawkins Pod. The last episode was a very special episode. This is also a special episode. All the special episodes. I don't know if the ambiance of the room sounds a little different, because we're not recording in our apartment. No. This is our first on-location episode of Sadie Hawkins Pod. No, it's not. It's not? We recorded at my parents' house before. Oh, that's right. But... Yeah, that was that was like a remote. That was like Sadie Hawkins Pod South or something. What did I call it? <laughs> something like this that. This is an on, this is an officially on location. Like we don't we won't it have is. access to this location later. We are as we mentioned last week. It is our ten year wedding anniversary week. Mm-hmm. Still, basically, yep. as we record this episode. So we took a little vacation, and we're literally on a mountaintop. We are, and we're talking about the song Mountaintop. Yes. And I didn't realize we were doing that. <laughs> Jessica basically sprung this on me. I was like, did you realize we did this? And she's like, sort of. Right? Sort of. A little yeah. bit. Because Jessica picked the songs I did. For, the, for these three weeks. I, I did. Mountaintop was a song that I wanted to do. And then when we were doing this, I rearranged the order so that it worked out. Nice. <laughs> it was my idea, however, to Because actually... I'm extra like that. Yes. <laughs> It was sort of my, was it my idea? Was it safe to say it's my idea to actually record in a cabin yes. in Lake Arrowhead, California yes. on a mountaintop? <laughs> I was like, hey. Let's bring the recording equipment. Yeah, let's bring the recording equipment because we go on trips once in a while. Yeah. And we like to go out and explore. But I'm like, Lake Arrowhead is like, once you know, there's only a little downtown and stuff. We're going to want to spend most of the time in the cabin, the verb the verbo cabin. I had I had it in the back of my mind that it was a possibility of something we might do. Nice. <laughs> well, it's our most literal episode ever. It's <laughs> yes. a mountaintop from a mountaintop. So yeah, we're doing it for free. How about that? Oh, you opened the little, the, the thing with your version of the lyrics. I mean, yes. we're, we're we have top of show business, but Jessica always sings up on the mountaintop, you get your air for free, which are not the words. No, it's a joke. But right. Danny was like, wait, are those the words the other day? And I was like, those are not the words. I'm so sorry. Which is funny because it's the opposite of what normally happens in our relationship. Yeah. Because normally I will like mess with lyrics. I think we talked about it. It's like Duran Duran, girls on film, 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 film. Yeah. I like to go film, film, film. And then it didn't, it doesn't happen that way. No. Oh, was what have you been doing lately? Oi, oi, oi. I had the oi, oi, oi. Yes, that was it. And then it. you thought there was a version out there where they go oi, oi, oi yes. in the middle of what you've been doing lately. Yeah. So finally, in our relationship, we had a nice switcheroo <laughs> where you mess with the lyrics for fun and you confused me. Yeah. And then it causes this whole like Berenstein, Berenstein Bears thing in my brain because I'm like, I just listened to the song for four hours doing research. I know those aren't the words, but are those the words? Anyway, we do have top of the show business. Okay. So last week we talked about John Schneck when he was in the band and particularly during the five score and like forget not slow down days. Mm Mm-hmm. He would play like a xylophone type instrument on tour. We've seen it live during In Love with the 80s, 
and other songs. <laughs> the song last week. Yes, the song last week. He's always playing those xylophone-like instruments. And we debated, like, is it actually a xylophone or is it a vibraphone? So I sent a message to John Schneck, and I'm like, I hope he replies. And he did. I was like, what you been doing lately? <laughs> and he's like, I've been drinking all this Miller Lite, and I threw up. No. <laughs> I I just flat out said, like, hey, I was hoping you could settle a conversation we've been having on the podcast. Like, what is that? What specifically is that instrument that you play on stage on tour? Is it a vibraphone or is it a xylophone? I did say that. And he said, no, the vibraphone is just what Thiessen played at Live from Capitol Records. Oh, okay. It was just in that performance. It was a vibraphone. Oh, okay. But apparently what he played, like at the McDonald's concert we saw and all those <laughs> right? other things, was a glockenspiel. Oh. Yeah. Not, we didn't guess the glockenspiel at all. No, I've heard glockenspiel and I feel like I've seen it in music class and stuff growing up, but like I've never put two and two together of what the instrument actually is. I think I thought it was like a horn, maybe. That's a good question. I guess I just took him for his word. I'm like, I don't, I assume he, he knows, knows what he's what talking he about. played, Danny. He knows what he played. He's just lying to you. Siri, what does a glockenspiel <laughs> look like? It looks like what he was playing on stage. <laughs> I know, but I'm just double checking. <laughs> don't feel bad, John Schneck. He also double checks me like, with everything. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Yeah, there it is. It's a glockenspiel. Yeah, it totally I, is. I know what I... Uh, now I want to look up glockenspiel versus xylophone. And I know that xylophone is spelled with an X. <laughs> Last week I said spelled with a Z. <laughs> I thought he was joking and I brought it up later. I was like, oh, that's funny. I didn't catch when you made that joke in the in the podcast while we were recording. And Danny's like, what joke? And I'm like, Z, you know, xylophone with a Z. And, and he's like... That wasn't a joke. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's fine. So I guess xylophones. Now, you might have talked about this with the vibraphone last week. Mm -hmm. But xylophones are wooden, Mm -hmm. right? They have wooden planks or whatever you call them. I'm sure plank isn't the word. But glockenspiels (laughs) are the metal ones. Keys, yeah. Glockenspiels are the ones with the metal. And then vibraphone, I remember there was like an extra... There was like an extra... Go back to last week's episode, but I remember there was like something extra fancy about the underneath right. of a vibraphone right. that I was like, oh, a vibraphone sounds like you couldn't really easily take it on tour. So that explains it. Glockenspiel is a metal xylophone. There we go. Z-L-Y-O. Well, xylophone. Th- yes. Big thanks to John Schneck for replying. Yes. We appreciate that. But we do also have some voicemails this week. Okay. Uh, here is this one from Tim Sullivan. Hey, guys. Uh, Tim Sullivan from Portland here. Listening to... Uh, what's that song called? Uh, what's that something right? Podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys are talking about uh, the albums over the last decade. And Ethan Chen did have a physical release of sorts. I have uh, both the record and... The disc, the the CD, I have them both, so that's that's physical, and I I have them, so that counts, right? So right, last week we talked about what's the best. I mean, for the last two weeks we've been talking about what's the best Reliant K album of the previous decade, right? And, so there was a physical release, right? From mm-hmm 10. And I said mm-hmm ten shouldn't count in the debate because there was no physical release. Well, Tim said he owns a physical release of Mm -hmm Mm-hmm 10. 
I'm like, that's crazy. This needs more research, right? Yeah. Because I did not just say that willy nilly. <laughs> I had looked on like Amazon, eBay, the places that you buy physical releases online. Right. The, the... Even Discogs, I looked. But anyway, yeah, I, I had looked previously to our discussion last week for physical versions of mm-hmm, 10 and I never found them. Hmm. So Tim said this and I didn't contact him back, but I'm like, I need to figure this out. Like, what is I he, wonder if it was what like, does he mean? I wonder if they printed it and only had them available at the merch table or something during that tour. Basically, what, Possibly? I, what I figured out was like, like I said, if you go on Amazon, eBay, you won't see anything physical for mm-hmm, 10. If you go on Discogs, which I did at first, I didn't see anything physical for mm-hmm, 10. Hmm. But then I looked a little closer, and it's not obvious. But if you look at the full list of every separate version of the physical release, because that's what Mm. Discog does, you go to the main page for an album, and it shows you every, like, you know, an album like Mm Mm-hmm 10, or an album like Mm Mm-hmm doesn't have, like, very many different versions across the world. But say, like, a Clash album Mm -hmm. will have, like, hundreds of different versions Right. That were released across the world in different special editions. And Discogs will list every version. Mm-hmm has something like around 20 different versions. And when I looked at the one released in uh, 2015, wh- whichever year. No, Mm-hmm 10 came out. Two, 2014. Four. 2014, right. Right. So when I looked at, when I, when I went through the list of here's all the individual versions of Mm-hmm. And I looked at the one released in 2014. It had the cover of just regular mm-hmm. It didn't have the 10 in it, but it showed the track list, and it was the mm-hmm 10 track list. So it's like an undercover version of mm-hmm 10 does exist physically in the world, and I think it was a special edition mm-hmm. released specifically probably through ReliantK.com or Goatee Records or whatever. It was a, it, And it looks like from what Discog says, and Tim can correct us, uh, correct us on how he got it. Other people out there can correct us as well. I guess you got the vinyl with the CD. Oh, okay. Like they came in a, not a box set exactly, but a combo pack or something. Okay. Oops, sorry. <laughs> We're recording at the table of the cab when we rented. Right. I just hit the bottom of the <laughs> table. So Still doesn't count. Yeah, no new material. No, no new material. I mean, it comes down to the fact that it's not a new album. Yeah. Right? And I thought about this. I'm like, if you counted when an album is re-released in like a special edition... The Ramones would basically have had an album every year since they all died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know they're not all dead, but most of them are dead. Right. And like they're constantly remastering all of the Ramones records and re-releasing them in new physical versions. And those aren't new albums. Yeah. Same thing with Mm-hmm 10. I feel that closes that debate as far yes. as I'm concerned. Settled. Put to bed. So Moving put- on. <laughs> so here's one other voicemail we got this week. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, this is uh, President Bill Clinton. Show and I believe what I said uh, to the American people twenty-something years ago was that I did not have sexual relations with that woman, uh, and I did not kill a Weinstein. So that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Bill Clinton called us. Yeah. Wow. Because remember, I couldn't like do a very good Clinton impression. The sax man himself. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really confused when he was like, I didn't kill a Weinstein. I'm like, is Bill Clinton accused of killing 
one of the Weinsteins, Harvey Weinstein? Well, apparently he called and told us so. I mean, I guess that's like, what is it, Feinstein or like, what, Epstein? Everyone's like, it's like the meme, it's like the thing, like Epstein didn't kill himself. Is that what it's in reference to? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a bad conspiracy guy. I don't know, but he he's came out and said it right here, so he did but it not says, kill. He said here that he didn't kill a Weinstein. Now he might not have, he might not have meant to see, say Weinstein, but according to the Google Voice translator, <laughs> which is always accurate, he said, "I did not have sexual relations with that woman, and I did not kill a Weinstein." Are you sure that it wasn't that he didn't inhale, Mr. That's... President? Are you sure that it wasn't that you didn't <laughs> Give inhale? Give us another call back, Mr. President. <laughs> So, um, yeah, there you go. Bill Clinton, he's out there listening. We just still don't know if anyone from Reliant K is listening. I mean, <laughs> you you had a comment to John Schneck. I don't know if he's really listening, but we know for a fact Bill Clinton is listening. Get him on the pod. <laughs> um, and then last, we have a lot Everybody of Everybody wants to come on as a guest. Yes. Our first guest. You'll know we're accepting guests when Bill Clinton comes on. Yes. <laughs> and last top of the show business, David Ketch from last week. He let us, well, he wasn't on, I'm saying, since last week, David Catch DM'd us and said <laughs> that we mentioned our anniversary. You said at one point, how many times have we mentioned our anniversary yes. this week? You mentioned it once, according to David Catch. Okay. You mentioned it once, and I mentioned it 12 times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many times you mentioned it this week. <laughs> and he sent me a picture of a Amazing. piece of, of piece of paper where he took a small tally at the bottom of Amazing. the paper. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I guess that makes is David this, what did you say? intern. Yes. Did you say this is Price is Right rules? So like I went too high because right. I guessed 20 and you said oh, 10. 10. So I do you win because you were closer? Yes. I win. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> oh, we should have had... Some sort of thing where it's like, mm-hmm, 10, but it's like Dan and Jess 10. Oh, man. Because it's our 10-year anniversary. You're right. Oh, Darn. Late. Best intentions. Did we do it? Did we do song last week? No, we did a five-score <laughs> song last right. week. We should have planned an mm-hmm, 10. <laughs> like a song that's like known for mostly being from mm-hmm, 10. Like, I know nothing on... That's right. We went sentimental. Right. That's what we did. We should have looked at, like, what songs on Mm-hmm 10 are only available on streaming today from Mm-hmm 10. Mm. And but we could that. have ended up with, like, an apathetic song by those... That's right. Well, yeah, but apathetic EP is on Spotify on its own. Is it is. it not on Apple Music? It is on Apple Music on its own. I don't think Mm-hmm 10 is on Apple Music because I tried to look for it. And we couldn't do Manic Monday because we've also had a call out recently from... There's a podcast out there called punk goes pod yeah that's right and they are doing song by song of all the fearless records punk goes comps that's amazing i think they have way more songs to do than we do as for real yeah so they were like someday you know with the real nk song they have to do manic monday oh man do you remember punk goes crunk i do because none of the songs were only one song was an actual crunk song yeah that's like in a way, the very, rest were like "Hey Ya" and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, in a way, it's racist as hell, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like crunk, crunk, crunk is an actual like subgenre of hip hop. Like I'm, I'm not a big hip hop guy. I'm sorry, I'm not a rap is crap guy, but I'm not a hip hop guy. I just don't know rap that well, and I'm just saying, crunk is a subgenre. This is a very specific thing, 
and you do one crunk song and you do a bunch of rap songs, it's racist. Yeah. It's like, oh, all this stuff is crunk. They just wanted to go for that. Uh, it's that, not really racist. That you rhyme, know I mean. you know? Right. So, yeah, I'm a Punkos crunk because we were living in New York. Virgin Megastore was still open back then. Mm-hmm. I saw it in one of the listening stations and I would listen to it and I'm like, there's only one crunk song here. <laughs> anyway, Mountaintop. Mountaintop. Where you get your air for free. That's right. That would be great if they really did use those words because yeah. it would be like a little tie-in. Yeah. Like there are, there are albums I can't really think of where like there's a motif through multiple songs of a similar lyric. So that would have been cool. Just, you know. Yeah. Hey, Reliant K. And you come back. <laughs> think yeah. about it. Do the song that way live. Yeah. I mean, I love, love, love this song. It comes on and it's like an instant mood shifter. Makes me smile every time. That's nice. It's okay. Oh. You know, I was thinking recently, like, we have not covered a song that I flat out don't like. There are Reliant K songs that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But for the last several months, it's all been... It's not fair to you because we have talked about songs that you don't like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we just happen to have not picked songs that I don't like. Right. This is probably the closest to... And, like, last week with uh, What Have You Been Doing Lately... Like, it's a song I like, but I'm not blown away by. Right. You're not a big Air for Free guy. Uh, yeah, I don't like I like it. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not a big... You're right. I mean, the way you just said, phrased that, I'm not a big Air for Free guy. Yeah. I like it. It's good enough. The, the, the fire's <laughs> roaring a little harder there for a second. I think that's the... I think that's the... It's, it's the Air for Free coming out of the floor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's actually the vent in the oh, house. Okay. Um, yeah, so I mean... Anybody not listening with headphones is like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> like, every week you guys comment on stuff that, like, we can't hear. Jessica's is very picky about our sound. I am. And I'm... I have a standard, but <laughs> it's not Jessica's standard. <laughs> well, I worked in sound in, like, film and, and right. stuff for a few years, so just got in the habit until I blew out my ear drum. <laughs> right. And now I just have a podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just not, like, floored by the song. It's fun. It's cool and all, but it's not, like... And when it's on, when you pick it, and, and I, we, you know, I've enjoyed... I enjoy it when I listen to it. It's just mm-hmm. not, like, a song that I'm, like, you know, totally knocked out by. Well, maybe you will then agree with my notes that I took. Back when we first started the podcast, before I got really into air, the album Air for Free... Okay. So, like, this was just me listening to Mountaintop, like, once or twice. Here were the notes that I wrote down then. Sounds like something you'd hear playing in a bridal store or something. (laughs) 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 New Reliant K sounds like music that would be playing in the background of a Hallmark movie. Where's that partnership? That partnership should exist. I think it is hilarious that we get to a song that is the song I like the least of any we've ever done, and you have the sickest burn for the song, even (laughs) though you love this song. It's ridiculous how this keeps playing out over the course of the podcast. We need to do a song that I don't like. Local Construction. Local Construction. Oh, that is the song that I Because I really like Local Construction, and I know you don't care for it. I just hate hate the rhythm of that song. It's just, it's literally the rhythm. Is it the heat of the rhythm of the night? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
so yeah, I, uh, mountaintop. <laughs> I'm just, I, I did have something else to say, and I don't remember now. So what else did you want to say? Oh, I was going to talk about the Happy Earth Day video, which oh, right. I talked about it a little bit in episode three, Chapstick, Chaplips, and Things Like Chemistry, because I found it the week we did that episode. Mm-hmm. And I think I played a little bit of Air for Free. Right. But Reliant K back in, oh, I don't remember. I want to say like 2017, made an Earth Day song Mm -hmm. and released it. And then they also played uh, Mountaintop and Air for Free on Matt Thiessen's porch in Nashville in the rain. Right. And it's very lovely. Right. And I super love it. And it's just Hoops and Thiessen out playing. uh, uh, Thiessen's on piano and Hoops is on guitar. Lots of pedals, hoops for you out there. Mm -hmm. Did you want to play it now or do you want to play it at the point in the podcast where we actually do... (laughs) Well, let's just play it now. You want to play it now? now? If you want to jump to the time code of six minutes and 36 seconds. Okay. Uh, I love that when Teeson sings and I drove reckless in the rain, a car drives by the porch in the rain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we haven't even really got delved into the song yet, but okay, let's play this version from the Happy Earth Day streaming video. Uploaded on April 22nd, 2017 to Reliant K's official uh, YouTube page. Might as well play more Might songs. Might as well play it. Like, we, we plugged in all these things yeah. on the porch. Hey, Matt, do you see this bass I have over here? Oh, wait. Uh, this this is, uh, we wrote a song. This, this bass started a song. Uh, it's called Mountaintop. And the mountaintop is something <coughs> that the earth made. And so we were trying to segue all those things together with the earth. Oh, yeah, I meant to point that out before. Thiessen points out the vase as referenced in the song. and Oh, the actual vase? The actual vase. It's on the porch next to him. Wait. So more mm. evidence to support Danny's theory that Thiessen <laughs> often writes very literal songs about what's currently going on around him. Where, where is it in there? It's right there next to his head. Oh, he He, like, picks it up for a second or he points to it or something. Okay. Oh, yeah, there it is. Mountaintop. Yep. One, two, three, boom. Jessica made <laughs> had a look on her face. It's like, yeah, car drove by in the rain. <laughs> it's so uh, opportunistic, so serendipitous. Yes. You know what's really funny? That's That was the wrong word. You know what's funny is that so two years ago, Fritzy Magpies wrote, when the sirens started wailing in the background, I thought for sure they might start playing the beginning of I Don't Need a Soul. That's funny. Yeah, I thought about that. And then I think he, 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 I think Tyson might talk about it as well, where he's like, oh, I like to think that every time the ambulances go by, that they're having an ambulance party. They're like, yay, we've, 
done a year's work of good ambulance work or something. What? He says it in this video okay. a little bit later. All right. Um, <laughs> so. Also, if you want to jump to Hoops' solo at 919. Okay. I just love that sound. He's got all his pedals going, and it makes that like high pitch echoing sound. It's like really cool. I don't know. Okay, nine Nice. Very nice. Very cool. I get so excited for this, like, this, like, porch session for this version of Mountaintop and Air for Free. And Danny is always just like, ah, whatever. And I thought he would love it. No, the Air because for he Free loves really that. Good. Yeah, because you love the, um, the, was it the pressing on porch version? What was oh, yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, pressing on, the pressing on porch version. Yes, yeah. from the Little Sheep Boy um, <laughs> <Right>. EP. <laughs> from the Little Sheep Boy EP. <laughs> Yeah, and how the you you hear the the porch the yeah the cicadas and the yeah the birds the and birds and the lawnmower still going for yeah. like another minute after that's over that's yeah no it's nice it's very nice I don't know what to tell you I mean, <laughs> I mean this was a lot cooler this version's a lot you know more cool it's authentic authentic for sure um here's. So we haven't even, we, we've barely gotten into the song yet, but maybe one, one thing about this song is it's kind of the most collapsible lung song from Stop Air it. for Free. Don't you dare. It is so Don't, collapsible nope, No, lung. it's not. Don't you dare. And when we started this podcast and we saw all the people who talked about Forget Not Slow Down, Collapsible Lung, and Air for Free as a trilogy, we were like, that's ridiculous. Collapsible Lung is its own separate, like thing that's like them trying to be super pop like how can you yep, and i still stand by that together but then when i hear this song and air for free like i'm like these sound like collapsible lung songs i mean they sound like the song coll- collapsible lung right like the most authentically reliant k songs on like the collapse we talked about in the past the collapsible lung ep that doesn't have all of like the uh, the 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 wider pop sensibility like the version that's just authentic old school reliant k that ep is basically don't blink and collapsible lung and maybe disaster right this sounds the song the song kind of sounds to me like the the title track of collapsible lung and i'm jessica looks so mad at me right now because she (laughs) doesn't like collapsible lung she hates collapsible lung and I'm like, and she loves Air for Free. Why are you trying to ruin one of my favorite songs on one of my favorite albums? This is like, if you think... You know what, Danny? What? Danny. Yeah. How dare you? You're ruining a perfect song. The fact that you just put that opinion out there in the world is ruining this perfect song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> last week, I was like, I thought you were serious for a no. second. I'm like, no, I remember. So... From Must Have Done Something Right, we posted that awful cover bot dubstep version of Must Have Done Something Right. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. 
and someone on Twitter who doesn't follow us somehow found our Twitter post of the dubstep version of Must Have Done Something Right, which is just amazingly bad. Yeah. But they got really mad that it was posted. And again, maybe they were being sarcastic. Maybe they were joking around. Maybe this maybe is another this is Sullivan. Tim, Tim Sullivan. Maybe this is a third <laughs> Sullivan brother. But I was like, I don't know, because they seemed pretty upset. And they were saying that I ruined this, that we ruined the song. I'm yeah. saying we, so it's not all on me, but it was yeah. all on me. I'm like, really? Because like, there's way worse covers of Reliant yeah, K they songs were like, out there. You ruined a perfect song. And I'm like, first of all. We didn't record the track. And he's like, no, you ruined it by posting it. I'm like, it's out there. It's on Spotify. <laughs> it's out there. But the thing is, like, there are so many bad covers on YouTube and stuff, right? Yeah. But this is a version that's like they officially, I guess, paid for the publishing and released it on Spotify and released it on Apple Music and in dozens of versions of tracks with all the different fake band names that a cover bot company does. And like, okay, must have done something right as a good song. It's a fun pop tune. It's the most poppy song on the album. It's You could almost say it's the most collapsible lung song on that album. <laughs> but is it a perfect song? No. I mean, not to me. Right. I guess to some people it's a perfect song, but I'm right. like, it's not really. I do have. There are Reliant song. K songs that I would think of as perfect songs, yes. but that's not really one of yes. them. Yes. Yeah, especially because he even said he like he. I wrote it at 3 a.m. with a smile on my face. It kind of when we read how he wrote must have done something right. It yeah. Was like, it seemed like a quick little thing that yeah. he put through together and exactly. had a little fun with it. And yeah. It was just meant to just be fun and light. Yeah. So hey, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Mountaintop. Mountaintop. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot of songs. I don't have... I mean, that's my main note mm-hmm. about the song itself, is that this this just seems like... Well, okay. I don't mean to upset you by saying that this is like a collapsible lung song, but maybe this is like the good version of collapsible lung, right? Like, what you would maybe want collapsible lung to be can sort of start with a song like Mountaintop. It is very palatable and like has a pop, has a wider pop sensibility this song mountaintop this is a song that like you said like you said when you didn't realize you loved this song mm-hmm. you said this could be in a yeah. in a it's it's like a it's like a lifetime hipst- movie. it's a hipstery pop song yeah like this is a song hallmark I could, danny there's a difference hall- between lifetime and hallmark there's a very big difference hallmark does not put out like I slept with my stepson and then he murdered the cheerleading squad or whatever like Lifetime does. That's a collapsible lung song. That is a collapsible lung song. So uh, just so did you have anything else you want to say about the song in general? Like I don't have a lot of notes like we're not musicians and that's like probably our biggest setback doing this podcast. But even though I'm not a musician like songs that I love or songs that at the very least I find super interesting like I work hard to find something about like the production or the music. Found Top's a pretty good song that I enjoy when I'm listening to it with you. (laughs) So I don't I didn't delve any deeper into the. The, the musical, mechanics of yeah, the, the mechanics of the music. I did not either. Just that I like, you know, I love the guitar, the sound of the guitar, which is why I had you play that sort of like hoop solo kind of thing. Right. Like, you know, I just think it's a really good song. Well, yeah, I wish that I knew more about music. I need to. We need to learn more about. That's fine. The, I don't care. I don't care. Music. Mecha- intricate mechanics. <laughs> I don't think anybody really likes music. <laughs> 
So just looking at the so well, let's look over the lyrics real quick. Um, I glued back together the broken pieces of a vase you found out back of some old abandoned church in a town I don't remember. Now the name, the name, yeah, in the middle of it, whatever. So this lyric on genius, Gifford Allen Samuelson, very lots of syllables in that name. Two years ago, had this annotation, which is. Incorrect. Let me just start off right now by saying this notation <laughs> is not correct. I'm sorry, Gifford. The vase is a metaphor for how perfectly he and his wife fit together. No. <laughs> not correct. I'm sorry. That is not a genius annotation. Because, as I've mentioned, there is literal Tyson who literally sings about the things that are the most temporal to the moment in which he wrote the song. And I believe 100%, especially because I didn't know this until we started the podcast, he's got the vase with him in the Earth Day stream. He literally was in a town in Maine with his fiance or then why, you know, his wife or if she was a fiance at the time, they found a broken vase and they glued it together. It's not a metaphor because at the very least, like, it's, you know, based on, I know very little about, I've not researched Matt Thiessen's wife. Right. I barely know anything about his relationship with the person he broke up with for Forget Not Slow Down. Oh, I do know that his current wife likes, shoot, I forgot. Was it Shiraz <laughs> or Keontae? I read a random interview with Matt Thiessen with like an Ohio magazine and all the questions were like, where do you like to hang out in Nashville? Where do you like to hang out in Ohio? Where do you like to hang out here? Where do you? And one of the things was like, oh, we like to, my wife loves, I shoot. I don't remember. Let's just say it was Keontae. I think here, like she loves a glass of Keontae. Melbeck. Melbeck. It was Melbeck. It was Melbeck. The only thing I know about Matt Thiessen's wife <laughs> is that she loves Malbec. And it seems like their relationship you is... You say pr- Chianti really weird, by the way. <sighs> Chianti. Whatever. <laughs> I'm laughing. Just but think about Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. It's too spooky. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is not from the creepier ep here. Yeah. This is not a spooky episode. <laughs> Maybe next Halloween I'll think about Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Um, but the vase is not a metaphor because if it was a metaphor, then their their relationship would have been broken and they would have pieced it back together, right? But I don't know of a song. Or maybe they were two broken pieces of a vase that found each other out back of some old abandoned church right. in a town I don't remember the There's name. There's a literal church and a literal town in Maine that he literally doesn't remember <laughs> the name of and they literally glued back the vase. <laughs> It's not a metaphor because a metaphor can't be literal. And this is a literal moment. It could be representative. It could be a simile. Now, unless I think a simile... he was kidding and he's like, here's just a vase on my porch. This was the vase. But right. he mentions the vase twice in the Earth Day video, which leads me to believe that is legitimately the vase. Right. Sorry, Gifford. Don't agree with that one. Um, on a mountain. So a chorus up on a mountaintop down by the dark blue sea. I can't say how much you mean to me. Genius annotation, contributor number one. Matt knows how much his wife means to him, even during the highs and lows of their relationship. Thank you. Oh, that's what, that's that means. what it means. There's no um, 
clear contributor. You oh, know, you and I have not Matt re- McG ninety six. <laughs> you know, you and I have not really delved in the past ten episodes or so into the meaning and what we think the song means. So I'm really glad that McG or whatever you just said, <laughs> McG, and director of Gregory the- Allen came up with these two annotations for us. The McG, director of the Charlie's Angels movies and Terminator Salvation is a noted Reliant K genius annotator. Yes. Matt McGee, 96, also said of, Open my mouth to talk, but I can hardly speak. I can't say. He said of that, Whenever Matt tries to talk about how much his wife means to him, he can't find the words to accurately say how he feels. Ironically, he doesn't finish the line at the end of the chorus. He literally can't say what you mean to me. And actually, that last part's pretty good. I mean, I irony. Let me think about this. <laughs> Open my mouth to talk, but I can hardly speak. I can't say. Is that irony? He's, hmm. That's very cleverly, rep- if that is a accurate interpretation, that he cuts the line off because he can't find the words to talk about his talk about how much he loves her that's a very clever lyrical idea mm-hmm. you're following me here yes. right because i'm barely following yeah. me ironically i don't know if that's irony maybe it's some sort of dramatic Dan- irony danny is a stickler for irony I, i'm not i'm not perfect at irony and the word but i definitely know literal, when wrong. literally danny will get on you if you use the, the term <laughs> just like literally. archer <laughs> just like archer from that cartoon it's not you know animated series <laughs> Uh, oh, Gifford is back. Oh, boy. For sitting on a window, a bluebird on it, nothing in it. There's a piece we never found, but I think that's what makes it perfect. So we're back to talking about the vase again. Yes. Or some some other ceramic item that's maybe like a bird. Maybe. Because what I just said kind of goes with what Gifford says. Just like a broken vase, a puzzle also consists of matching pieces that fit together all like Matt's relationship with his wife. Sitting on a window, a bluebird on it, nothing in it. There's a piece we never found, but I think that's what makes it perfect. No, again, and I don't know this for absolute certain like I know about the vase. I think there's literally some sort of like ceramic decorative bluebird thing on a window in their home. It could be a real bluebird. It could be a living actual bluebird. Oh, maybe. But the I, fact that he I, says, yeah. the fact that he says, on a window, a bluebird on it, nothing in it. If there's a living, real bluebird on your window, why would you know there's nothing? There's 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 things in it. There's guts inside it, at the very least. You know what I mean? But if there's nothing in, like some sort of ceramic, hollowed-out bluebird, or it doesn't even have to be ceramic, glass, like anything, some sort of crafty bluebird. So I read that, or I've always interpreted that line previously. As as he's done in other songs, like a lot of the like songs taken off of Bird and the B-Sides where they're a little more like out like ethereal concepts. Right. And he jumps around and jumps back to ideas like when you when you have a conversation with someone who's like super ADD, mm-hmm. like Danny and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they start talking about one thing and then they skip to another conversation and then they go back to something they were talking about like an hour ago with, right. without any sort of a transition, just like boom, we're talking about this thing again. Yeah, I read that as we're going back to the line about the vase where 
the vase that is broken was sitting on a window of this abandoned church. And either there was a bluebird sitting on it or there is a painted bluebird on it. Mm. And there's nothing in the vase. And there's a piece that they never found of the vase that he glued back together. But that's what makes it perfect. Right. Yeah. I I think it's a literal thing. And like it could. Okay. I guess it could be a literal thing can be and can represent a metaphor. Right. Unlike how I think Gifford is not geniusly explaining this. Right. Like a, a literal vase in your life that is almost perfect but is missing a piece and that's what makes it perfect to you that's what makes it artistically complete even though it's physically incomplete that makes perfect sense and if that's a metaphor for your relationships and your life then sure right but i just don't get me wrong i could see this as a completely like a total metaphor song right and if you if we hadn't if we didn't have this podcast and if we didn't sit here week by week and like go through what we know and what we've pieced together of teasing songwriting Mm -hmm. i would be like yes this is some very you know metaphorical concept of just oh, this is like, yes, like a relationship and so on and so forth. I think that it just lends itself. I think right. that he wrote it and it's like, it can have the double meaning. Right. I guess this song is about incompletion because he also can't complete the words about how he feels about her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. See, it's brilliant, Annie. You love it. You know you love it. I th- it's, Lyrically, it's great. It's just, you know, the music's like, you know, do- like that thing, I don't know, that like kick bass, that kick that kick drum thing. They're like, hey, I'm sitting on this box and I'm hitting it with my hands, whatever that thing is. We never found out what that's called. That like, right. that thing that they use in all churches nowadays. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. But I know a True T. Ray on this. We've never done this before. Just go down the genius annotations. True T. Ray uh, set of the line, like trying to describe impossibility. Their their genius annotation was <laughs> like trying to describe impossibility. Nine down votes. <laughs> I'm giving an up vote. Give it an up vote for me. I, I have to log in. I don't have. I don't <laughs> actually have a genius account, but I do need one to to like. Oh, good. I'm glad that Carly three one three or whatever that says is yeah. here to clear it up for us. Carly thirteen thirteen says it is impossible for Matt to describe how much his wife means to him. <laughs> There's seven more annotations about this line. Wow. Uh, no, these are actually just like votes. I guess that's how genius works. So yeah, I guess we could keep going through this, but. <laughs> How many more do we have? There is... It looks like there's at least two more, like, ones that are clickable. Okay. In the bridge, he sings, Like pieces of a broken vase, everything falls into place. place. Jennifer Johnson Rise said, Three months ago, so they must have known our podcast was starting up. <laughs> they said, This serves as the turning point in the song. The moment of realization when the speaker is able to see his imperfect words are capable of expressing his complex emotions. Much like the broken vase mentioned earlier in the song that they kept, a perfect tribute is able to come from an imperfect thing, just like his flawed expression of his perfect emotions. Which is basically what I just said about mm-hmm. how the song's about like accepting imp- or loving, not just accepting, but loving imperfections. Yeah. 
on a mountaintop. What is the real, real words? It's not up on a mountaintop. You get your air for free. Let's review the chorus. Up on a mountaintop, down by the dark blue sea. I can't say how much you mean to me. Open my mouth to talk, but I can hardly speak. I can't say. So yeah, this song is like about sort of like things that are incomplete and imperfect, but that is what makes them beautiful to you. I wonder if, and I wonder if like, I guess, what does the mountaintop represent? Oh, by the way, and we didn't mention, but this today, as we're recording this, we went for a mountain hike. We did. Not super long. It was like 40 minutes. Right. But I was like, I haven't hiked in a long time, and I forgot how much work it is to walk up and down a mountain, you know what I mean? Particularly in the snow. Yeah, particularly in the snow, and you're slipping, sliding yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's like, because as we'll talk about in a second, and we'll we'll get into all like the other, we'll get into clips and things to play in a minute. But there are a lot of songs called Mountaintop out there in the world. There are many, many songs by other bands called Mountaintop. There are many other Christian songs called Mountaintop by other bands. And usually the mountaintop in Christian culture, in Christian thought and poetry, represents the height of worship, right? But that's not what... Re- and and it, when I f- would first hear a song called Mountaintop of this style and this sort of like general feeling i would think relying k is singing about the mountaintop is where you get the highest to god right so many christian songs and like i said christian poetry and christian art the mountaintop represents worship basically reaching to god you're on the mountaintop and you're reaching to god but actually this song doesn't this song is certainly spiritual in the sense that it's like being grateful for the things that God has given you, but it doesn't seem to specifically be about God or specifically be about worship. I, I thought that mountains were in Christian imagery just because God created mountains. <laughs> he did create mountains. <laughs> I, you're right. And God I, can move mountains. I didn't think about the getting higher to There's tons of mountains to in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. But there, I mean, there's tons of mountains and mentions and mountains in the Bible, moving mountains mount sinai like i don't know lots of mountains in the bible but like it's you know uh we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute but yeah that's all my i guess that's all my thoughts on mountaintop did you do a deep dive i did do a deep dive so let's talk about your deep dive oh also music video Mm. let's talk about the music video Mm -hmm. so i love this video much like the song it's fun there's some west anderson inspiration in there right i said it sounded like i said west i did say west west yeah um (laughs) Uh, it's cute and funny, and it's more high concept than most of their videos. More in recent years. Yeah, like like last week's video for Must Have Done Something Right and Mountaintop, I don't know, I think they might be like the two most complex videos Reliant K has as far as story and locations are concerned. Right. I mean, Marilyn Manson, yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend, is pretty, is pretty high concept. <laughs> but... Like, yeah, Pressing On has a concept, yeah. But it's a pretty simple execution. Yeah. It's not very, like, complex. This yeah. is, like, a little bit more complex. And no one plays an instrument in this. And I think this might be the first time that we don't see any band members playing an instrument in the video. I'm thinking about that now. Yeah. Maybe. You know, since we started the podcast, I haven't specifically gone and looked, rewatched every Reliant K video. I've re-listened to like albums constantly and music constantly. Oh, I except just... Sleigh Ride. Right. I guess Sleigh Ride. That's probably the most complex one because yeah, it's, animated. it's animated. Yeah. 
The, we can barely count that. We can barely count that. But I meant live action, right? Yeah. yeah, so I guess there's no... Yeah, I guess this is the first one where... And the, like the Candy Hearts one is just them playing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's nothing it, but them playing, no story. Yeah. No like extra filming of any kind. Because I believe they... And I could be wrong, but I think they might have done that EP the same way they did the Creepier ep where they just played live on stage right and recorded the session yeah from like the location they were like playing at that day in rehearsal i could be wrong you could be i could be but i'll forgive you because <laughs> just like the vase it's imperfections or makes it perfect so your point if it's not right it's perfect to me 10 years baby <laughs> so yeah it's a nice video i like it it's funny I don't know if it, I think it's one of their first like funny videos in a long time. Like in a they long used, time, like yeah. their videos used to be like, you know, tongue in cheek, <laughs> like <laughs> you know Marilyn I mean? Manson ate yeah. my girlfriend. <laughs> but then something with you know with when mm-hmm came out, right? It's like less about there's still there were still always comedy and and tongue in cheek and and humor in their music. Sleigh rides funny. Yeah, but again, it's animated, so I don't really count it in what we're talking about. Right. And I like their acting. Like, they don't have to act with voices and stuff. One thing I will say about the video is the story. So, right, the story is the Mats are going to be in a movie, and they're going to an early screening of the movie. Right, they filmed a movie. They filmed a movie, and they're having the special, like, crew film screening. And they're watching the movie, and it's a Wes Anderson-style movie where they're out in the wilderness having some sort of adventure, and they get attacked by bats, and there's like an av- and like an, they you like blow something up, and there's an avalanche maybe or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> the first, so we cut back and forth between them out in the woods, which is the movie, and them in a screening room watching that footage of them in the woods. Their first note, whatever it was, it was like no effects. There's no effects. There's like. There's like no effect because they hadn't done the VFX yet. Right. The, the VFX like, were to come later. And I know that the joke gets deeper and they show that the filmmaker did do a bad job. Like the bat scene is clearly shot badly from the beginning. And he's, right. we find out he's lost his budget and he has yeah. to release the movie as is. But when that, when their first note is there's no effect, there's no effects finished in the movie. I'm like, that's not fair. Those yeah. are the stupid notes you get from stupid people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like their first complaining As people who note, work in like yeah. independent film production. Yeah. Like people who can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. And they don't get like, yeah, this is incomplete. Like we don't, we haven't colored times yet. We haven't finished the audio. Yeah. You have to look past that. We're going to, fi- we're going to fix that. But then they don't look past that. Right. Like that's so, I was like, I would have appreciated it if the first cut to joke of their notes where they're having a problem with it is something legitimate yeah like bad you know like why did you use this shot of me making that or something you know like I mean? instead of it being that the vfx needed to come later just have it be bad like birdemic B- vfx right and they're just say upset. the effects are yeah done. say the effects are done yeah and then maybe show the director saying oh you know no 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 yeah are, yeah cute video <laughs> Well, would you like to hear one of your favorite things, a college review of oh, this yes. of this uh, album? I would. That's my, always my favorite thing. College <laughs> people writing reviews of Reliant K is always so accurate. Yes. Is this written by Gifford? <laughs> it might be. So this one comes from the University of 
Idaho. I almost said Ohio. Mm. Um, the UI Argonaut. This article is titled Rely on Reliant K for Success. The Christian band strikes again with another hit album. All right. Sounds good so far. That's right. Reliant K has always been one of my favorite Christian bands. Each new album they've made has explored a different style of music and the endless possibilities that attract a wide variety of audience members. Each album has had a different style of music. Okay. Their newest album, Air for Free, really amplifies their substance as a band. It's very indie and has a very fresh feeling to it. The music is calming, beautiful, and from my experience, you can listen to any song on the soundtrack, no matter what mood you're in. On the soundtrack? The the what? One of the songs, called Mountaintop, is about a couple and how much they mean to each other. And a couple of the lines in the song, if not most of them, are the kinds of things that you wouldn't necessarily something you'd expect to hear in a love song. You read that as as written. Correct. Okay. <laughs> now if and now if you Wait, wait, do they mean the soundtrack to your summer? <laughs> cuz cuz unless they just think the word soundtrack means album. This is a great summer jam. Yeah. You have to admit. I do admit. <laughs> but you know how like Twitter recently thought the word shipping just meant like you like something, right. not that you want two people to be together. It's the soundtrack to your life. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you were to ask me, I would pick the song Marigold. It details the story of an orphan and an orphanage being portrayed as a garden by having different kinds of flowers. What? what marigold? It's just about a marigold, right? That is not what the song Marigold <laughs> is about i haven't listened to the song marigold i'm pretty much, sure they but mixed, doesn't sound familiar to me they mixed up running and marigold and put the two together oh, yes because you told me how running is basically a mini deathbed yeah but like happy <laughs> kind of uh, air for <laughs> and, free is like i said like later air for free is not songs i know super well and marigold I, he talks about how he picked some a marigold for his mom and it's like basically a weed or whatever right yeah <laughs> In <laughs> Runnin is about uh, the An the, orphan, yeah. the character who's much. yeah whose parents die yeah because um, no one ever loves an orphan I remember that line yeah yeah I was in third grade got a potted plant full of flowers ran home and gave them to my mom right. she said that they were marigolds what you call your garden variety weed this is as much as you know okay like I said I don't know all of the songs on air for free super well. But that much I know. <laughs> I know he gave his mom some marigolds, so how could it be an orphan in marigold? One of the lines in the song reads, Oh, I'm a marigold, and you picked me. It's a very beautiful song, and it definitely gives off good and faithful vibes, and is something super fun to jam to in a car. Overall, I really like Air for Free, Reliant K album, and I recommend it to anyone that wants zen. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I feel like saying that an album is perfect to jam to in your car is like saying a politician is someone you can really have a beer with. <laughs> it's like this vapid thing that some people think is meaningful, but is really just a meaningless sentiment. Thank you, staff reporter at the UI Argonaut. <laughs> staff reporter. They're like, let's not, let's save this guy's face or girl. Let's save this person some face. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. 
I mean, after that, I don't. E- I don't even know if I should read the next one. Yeah, uh, sure. Let's do it. Uh, this comes from a blog called Scene Daddy. I think I've heard of that. Scene Daddy. Maybe. Maybe it just sounds like a name of a blog. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just sounds like something you come up with. This is titled "Into the Time Capsule: Relying on Reliant K." Nice. Again, we've got a lot of people who love to use, much like they... Alliteration. Yeah, relying on Reliant K. Um, Relinquishing Reliant K. <laughs> As I sat trying to come up with a new blog idea, I decided to take my Ooh, mind... <laughs> I decided to take my mind off the procrastination with some classic video games. With that, my brother and I fired the Xbox up and went <laughs> to play some retro titles. <laughs> Oh, Jessica. She's got this horrible look on her Jessica, I've been... Hey, you know, I've been watching things that I grew up with be retro for just a little bit longer than you have, so I'm already (laughs) used to it. Xbox. Xbox is not retro. There's still a thing called Xbox One. Yeah, which Xbox One? Xbox number one or Xbox One? Yeah, like... Oh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you were playing some classic like NES or SNES video games. Okay, I accept that. Xbox right. is not classic yet. One of our favorites was MX Unleashed, an action slash sports racing game that basically fulfilled any young kid's fantasy of riding dirt bikes in the X Games. Not to be forgotten, their soundtrack was basically a mid-2000s rock slash metal starter pack. The time where Breaking Benjamin, Hoobastank, Sassoon, and Raise Against ruled the airwaves. The whole series has some... has this had Rise Against? Yes. Okay. Rise Against, sorry. Uh, I was like, is there also a band called Raise Against? Raise Against, sorry. They get sued. <laughs> um, Market confusion. The whole series... Oh... The whole series has had some huge scene connections, as bands like No Effects, Bad Religion, and The Used all made appearances on the various soundtracks throughout the series. However, my favorite, and the focus of this article, is on one band in particular, Reliant K. It's like so much lead up. So much lead up. (laughs) But one band particularly, which is the subject of this blog which i am writing right now is the band i'm about to tell you about in just a moment i will let you know (laughs) that as i was playing that game they started to yeah i'm not i don't think i'm gonna read the whole article but i do want to read the next just through this next part because this is not something i'm familiar with and i want to know if you are so, yes, that Reliant K, the quirky, comical, and lighthearted pop punk band. Most would remember them from either Sadie Hawkins' dance or the Be My Escape. I always remember them from an anti drug PSA video we saw in health class, which, yeah, was a bit cringe, but hey, it was exposure. Anyway, what? they were pretty they were a pretty big band at one point in time and a still and still reign as one of my personal favorites. I absolutely believe that this band had an, a big impact on growing the scene. Which scene is that? And <laughs> well, I'm yeah. fully prepared to explain why. Let's dive in. Let's not. But what is with this <laughs> PSA? I have no idea. Because I definitely did not go to school when this person went to school. If yeah. Xbox is the classic <laughs> console. I mean, I guess I could be like, hey, I want to play some classic PS2. Right. Because PS2 was the big... you know gaming thing when i was in like high school yeah um well the internet here 
in our vacation cabin does not seem to be working right now. But that will, you know, that's something we got to look into. So if anybody out there knows about this knows PSA, about this PSA, has this PSA, please send info. Also, I'm sorry, I love Reliant K, but what's yeah, what scene did they grow? Technically, I mean, I could say that they helped grow like the sort of Christian pop punk into the mainstream scene, mm-hmm. right? They help. Yeah. They definitely help that yeah. in a way. But if they're just talking about general like warp tour hot topic music, yeah, like they're Reliant K is one of my favorite bands. Take all my other most top favorite bands and remove them from the history of music, and things don't change super, you know, very much. You know. Ramones. I'm not talking about like actual like bands like Ramones or Clash. I'm talking about like MXPX, right? Like Reliant K. Um, I don't know who else. You know, you a, know? A, a band that Reliant K, they've like self admittedly sort of modeled themselves out right. after a little bit was Switchfoot. And yeah. you would argue that Switchfoot obviously made the bigger impact. I mean, they, you know, because of like movies like a big major Hollywood hit like Walk to Remember. I don't know if it was a hit or not, but a big major Hollywood movie like Walk to right. Remember that had featured like two or three of their songs on the soundtrack. Right. Brought them very much into the mainstream. Yeah. That's like a super mainstream band that like even if you're not Christian, people listen to Switchfoot. Right. That's a big cross like crossover kind of a band. I would just love to know what scene they're specifically talking about. Yeah. Do, do you want me to read further and see if they, if no, they elaborate? No, it's Maybe we'll do that in the future. Because <laughs> um, we got lots of stuff to talk about. Now, I hope the internet starts working for me again because we've got... And the internet, it still doesn't work? So I have one more, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. I only want to read you the first two lines of this one, Dan. Okay. So this is a Reliant K Air for Free review, uh, reviewed on July 31st, 2016. I did not expect to be writing about a new Reliant K album this week. The band, infamous for its ska-influenced pop punk what? in the early 2000s, <laughs> no. hasn't put out a good record since 2009. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> Again, we're not music journalists, so we don't know tons. We can't talk about... We can't talk about time signatures and keys, but I know that Reliant K is not in any way, one shape or form influenced by ska. <laughs> like they technically have one ska song and it's the Five Iron Frenzy song and it's called the wannabe ska version. Is that all they're basing this off of? Because even that chord in What Have You Been Doing Lately does not really qualify as ska. And that's it. <laughs> oh my God. Whatever. That's... <laughs> That's obscene. Is there like a comment that I can make there? Is there like they have a home address? Um, Don't worry about see. it. I'm kidding. It's fine. No, no comments. You can sign up for their newsletter. Okay. But no, this is well, from. I got news for you. This this review was from uh, a website called Unsung Sundays. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So now that I've broken you. Now that you've broken me. I'm going to uh, have to glue back the pieces of Danny. Glue, yeah. It's okay that we can't find the one. Yeah. That's what makes him perfect. Um, okay. Well, let's get into clips that I found on YouTube. <laughs> Video clips. Video so clips. that is a very deep cut reference that no one knows. Whatever. Here we go. <laughs> this is. So I just want to ask you what you think of this. 
Um, the Reliant K official audio stream of this song, not the music video, but just the audio stream. The image on the YouTube video is that is the cover of Air for Free, but not just the square cover, but the full mm-hmm. like widescreen image from Air for Free. And it says Reliant K, on the image, it says Reliant K, Air for Free, Mountaintop, and the three dots. Somebody here commented, do you notice how the sun on the horizon pulsates to the beat of the song? What? Let's see if you can tell this. Do you see it? (laughs) Do you see it, Jess? (laughs) No. There's so much brain-breaking stuff this week. It's it's not enough that you brought these brain-breaking things to the table. I was already dealing with this out of my YouTube research. So I'm sorry I can't get your name because the comments have this spinning circle of death that won't load you. But no, I don't see the sun on the horizon pulsating to the beat of the song. However, I will admit, like, it's not at the beginning, but... There is like a, there's maybe like a subtle, like, after effect of like, it kind of glowing out and glowing a little bit back in. No, you're just staring at it for too long. Probably. I think it's just an optical illusion. (laughs) It could be. I mean, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe they, maybe they did that. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe real slow and subtle, like. Why are we spending any time on this? I don't know, but I don't see it. Oh, no, no, no. You see that? Did you see that? No. The sun, it pulsated just a little bit. I'm sure it's a very simple, easy effect to have done that if they did it, if they did it all. Are the rest of the, are, is the rest of the image affected? Look at the, look at the rest just, of the colors. Just the, just the high point, whatever the white point of the sun and the rays coming off of it. I think they increase slightly. Maybe. I don't really know. Let us know, listeners. Go to the official audio stream of Mountaintop and tell us if you think the sun in the horizon of the picture is actually pulsating to the sun. This is like the Japanese Kleenex commercial with the (laughs) Oni baby. We talked about that in a previous episode. Where they're like, watch it at midnight, something scary happens. You watch it at midnight, nothing scary happens. Well, we have two live versions of the song other than the Earth Day performance. Nice. Here is 2017 Creation Fest. We've come back to this once in a mm-hmm. while because there was an official video stream of this concert. This is another song off of our most recent recording. Uh, the, the album's called Air for Free. That song was called Air for Free. This one's called Mountaintop. Hope you like it. Down by the 
think of that something i have to say about reliant k for the most part uh-huh. not, maybe not in their earlier days but when you see them like in recent years they're so good live like they maintain when you see them live they sound like they do are better than on the album right and which is so nice because you don't get that with every band there are some bands where you go see them live and you're like oh man yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> but this unfortunately this i mean this sounds amazing that sounds really it cool it sounds so good be, i love to actually have been there at creation fest 2017 <laughs> but i mean it just kind of shows to me that it's just the song itself is what doesn't exactly float my boat mm. like it's a fun song but there are lots of songs i think are fun and this is just one of them what's interesting about this video as well is did you notice that when you were watching it and i don't know what they'll do with the camera work as we go further they they just keep cutting between teeson dave douglas and hoops Oh. They're not. They're like. They're like. Of, we don't care about those other yeah, guys. Whoever kind of, they are, right? They're like sort of. They <laughs> pan by them kind of quickly, but they keep going into single shots on Tyson Hoops and Dave Douglas. Interesting. <laughs> they're like these are the ones you know. These are the ones. It's like it's like Yikes. <laughs> it's like when a when a when a I don't know if this Star Wars is a good example, but like a. A, a, a film series that's all nostalgic and stuff. It's like, these are the characters you know, mm-hmm. and these are who will give you actually Star Wars. Didn't really do that. No, they have done that a lot in the last few years in different ways. You know who did not do that? Twin Peaks The Return. <laughs> right. Twin Peaks The Return did not do that. Here's all these new people that you absolutely do not care about. <laughs> and the ones you kind of care about, we're not going to give you that much of. So right. Then we have uh, in 2016... And I just want you to see this one moment where, so this is someone's camera phone from what I guess was, I'm pretty sure this would have been like, yeah, looking, you know, it actually says it right here. Looking for America tour, Clifton Park, 2016, uploaded by Rocker Mom MSM. Nice. <laughs> I'm not sure what MSM stands for, but Rocker Mom uploaded this museum, version. Dan. It's, it's the Rocker Mom Museum. <laughs> oh, of course. I just want you to watch this one moment that is, like, very surprisingly good for the video itself. Because, again, I think this is just, like, a really good phone video. But this one thing happens during the solo that I really, really loved. <laughs> and it goes like this. <laughs> So Matt Hoops just walks right up into the frame of this particular camera. Yeah. I'm like, did he know this is the camera that's going to get uploaded to YouTube? I think he just walked center stage. I guess he did, yeah, because this person is like right in the front row of the Searching for America tour. Yeah. is mostly on Tyson and his piano the whole time. Mm-hmm. But then Hoops just comes zooming up into frame yep. and then just starts rocking with and like in exactly the right position for him to just be framed in this camera phone yeah. video yeah. perfectly and it's, it just seems so dramatic and over the top I loved it 
so those that's about there's no other like special version of the song that i know of other than your earth day version but um we can talk about so as i mentioned there are a lot of other like are we the first candy (laughs) are you the first candy are we the first candy no i don't know but that's an ad this is a sentiment that turns up in like christian thought and discussion and in the bible itself all the time about mountaintops Right, so there are a lot of other bands that have songs called Mountain Top, whether it's Mountain and Top or the compound word Mountain Top, and usually it's about like you get up on the mountain top closer to God. And I guess this is a band that I'm not familiar with because is I, this going to get us flagged on YouTube and Spotify? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know a lot about modern or recent worship Mm -hmm. and like christian pop worship things like we basically know ren collective we know like that's the most recent (laughs) band we know but there became a point where like since there was no christian punk and ska in the world in the way that that it was there was no reason for me to also be aware of what christian mainstream music is out there there's a band called the city harmonic that i was not familiar with they're apparently from canada they're a Christian nice. band, and because they're, <laughs> I realized they were from Canada because their 2013 Juno award-winning album, "I Have a Dream It Feels Like Home," has a single called "Mountaintop," and it's a far more Christian song than Reliant K's "Mountaintop," and it goes like this. That's think so far the video we're watching the official video yeah so they're also walking through a mountain walking through mountain type with a similar uh with similar color correction on it like it's it's, it's that like sort of green color green color temperature yeah yeah this is not i don't this isn't here's the chorus we've seen the glory of our I'm rocking. Yeah, it's a good song. It is yeah. obviously actually about God yes. and worship. It's like we've been to the mountaintop. We've seen the glory of our Lord, right? So it's a Christian. It is undeniably a Christian song. And Reliant K is a Christian band. I'm just saying, Reliant K is mountaintop. I realized, oh, it's about a relationship with your spouse. Right. That's what it's about. And it's, and apparently, as we've unlocked tonight, it's about finding beauty and imperfection. And no one is debating that on genius right. apparently <laughs> yeah. so there's that <laughs> um but yeah the video for the city harmonics mountaintop is like them walking through the woods on a mountain i guess mm-hmm. and there's tvs set up yeah, next cool. to trees and they're like walking along and then like other members of the band will be behind another tree playing their instrument it's a pretty cool video but it's not indicative of like a wes anderson right style yeah. it i mean if you have a song called mountaintop you're going to shoot a video you're going to shoot it at a mountaintop or in nature right. or something. Yeah. Um, there's another, and as I said, there are actually like hundreds of songs called Mountaintop. I just picked these two that I really liked of like the more Christian ones. Is it Twyla Tharp or Twyla Paris? It is not Twyla Paris. <laughs> it's not It's not Twyla Tharp either, who turns out to not be <laughs> Twyla Paris as I thought it was. Um, we mentioned that somewhere in the past. Uh, 
We've gotten my, to the point where we have enough episodes where we're like, where, I don't like, remember which one was that, that yeah. one. Yeah. Because my mom's favorite Christian artist when I was a kid was Twyla Paris. And in some past episode, I thought her name was Twyla Tharp. Turns out Twyla Tharp is like a famous choreographer where I don't know where I heard the name Twyla Tharp and got them mixed up. So anyway, no, someone probably more famous than Twyla Paris is Amy Grant. Oh, yeah. Also has okay. a song called Mountain I'm pretty Top. sure we mentioned Amy Grant in that same episode. Yes, we did. But this is also kind of fitting because when we talked about Savannah, Vince Gill also had a song called Savannah. Well, now his his wife, Amy Grant, also has a song previously oh. that has the same name as a Reliant K song. And this is what her <laughs> mountaintop sounds like. Check out this awesomely 80s Whoa, cover art. That's amazing. She's wearing the blousiest blouse of 80s blouses ever. I've only seen one Amy Grant cover, and I don't know which one it is, but I did not think that's what she looked like. But right on. This still looks like very early Amy Grant, maybe. I don't know a lot about this her. This looks history. like an 80s, like very early 80s. Yeah. This is, I don't know how, I just gotta look up what year this is because this sounds. And they've sounds got a little like xylophone 80s, thing yeah. going too. <laughs> or a glockenspiel. Or, or a, a vibraphone. Yeah. Cause I love to feel my spirit so Sure, we love to go to the mountaintop. I don't need to look up the genius annotations <laughs> of Amy Grant's mountaintop because I get it. There's the mountaintop. We are so getting a copyright strike. <laughs> we love to go to the mountaintop where the Lord is and worship the Lord, but we can't spend our whole day up there. We can't spend all our time up there because there's people down in the valley who need to hear about the mountaintop which is actually kind of a beautiful sentiment. Mm -hmm. And I don't really feel like it's a sentiment that exists in Christian America today. I feel like most Christians is like, you get saved, you go to your Christian church, you go to your Christian coffee house, you go to your Christian, uh, you know. Barber. (laughs) You go to your Christian barber and you hire your Christian plumber and you use your Christian products and that's it. And you don't go to the valley below because the valley below are sinners and they should all be drowned and whatever. Oh, like, wow. But Amy Grant, no, she's like, no, you worship and it's lovely. And then you go down to the valley and you live a part of the as a part of the world and you let everyone know how wonderful the mountain is. And maybe you bring some new people up to the mountain. And then that's, and yeah, it's very interesting. But it's, it's lovely. Yeah, and the song itself sounds like i don't know a good reference but some sort of linda ronstadt like early i was gonna linda say ronstadt i was album. i was gonna make a linda ronstadt joke yeah, yeah. so uh good stuff <laughs> but again also just makes me realize how uh i hate using this word in this way but how like essentially secular the reliant came out in top song is and why you wouldn't necessarily think that next we can get into covers great so first we have the one that is uh, our friend John Savage yeah, and his band J.C. Keith. 
they we had originally they originally said like hey can you hold off from talking about more air for free until we they're releasing a whole air for free tribute album yeah that's really cool but they had their mountaintop ep which is the pre-release to that and it sounds like this The broken pieces of a vase you found Out back of some old abandoned church In a town I don't remember the name In the middle of Maine Where you came to meet my family We raked blueberries into buckets And I drove reckless in the rain It wasn't the slightest bit romantic I guess that's what makes it so I can't say how much you mean to me Up on the mountaintop Yes, that's I love that. I love it. It makes it a little bit more rockin'. Yeah. I wouldn't call the air the official version inorganic. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not like the air for free song, the title song where it has right. like that auto tune and stuff. Yeah. But this sounds more organic than the official Reliant K yeah. version. There's less like effects going on and stuff. This is like a nice, like yeah. you said, like back to rock basics kind of version. Yeah. yeah. And I really like their their album art yeah, that they, they had on there. Yeah, it's yeah. very it doesn't rip off the air for free cover yeah, at all but it's, it's its own very thing. and yeah. like it goes along with that it feels yeah. canonical to that but then john savage has a solo version that he uploaded to youtube nice uh when did this happen this was in 2017 uh cover i do not own i do not own this song enjoy i love making these and this is his solo acoustic version <laughs> Together, the broken pieces of the face you found Out the back of some old abandoned church In a town I don't remember the name In the middle of Maine Where you came to meet my family We raked blueberries into buckets And I drove reckless in the rain It wasn't the slightest bit romantic I guess that's what makes it so Oh, I can't say how much you mean to me Up on a mountaintop by the dark blue sea I can't say how much you mean to me Open my mouth to talk But I can hardly speak I can't say So I, I don't know what chords he used But there's something about it that sounds really good It sounds slightly different <laughs> It does I don't know what You said that so like Yeah because I'm working around my inability to talk about music in a right. technical way. But something about those chords, I don't know if he came up, I, I guess we can ask him directly, but did he come up with those chords himself? Did he find them somewhere? Did he rework them? There's just something slightly richer about them. I don't know. Even just, more so than their full band version. I was going to say, is it just that it's acoustic? Maybe, but I've heard there's other acoustic versions on here and it oh, okay. didn't quite have that same drive i gotcha (laughs) very nice yeah i like that a lot so here's a weird thing that's just like it feels like two people at a party just were like hey let's make a quick youtube video and cover mountaintop because here's what happens in the first minute 
and it's like a duet between a guy and a girl, and the guy's playing the guitar, and there's people talking somewhere in the mm-hmm. background. That's what happens. The girl freaked out because she doesn't yeah. really know the song. I guess it's like two teens hanging out, doing some, maybe their parents are in the background talking. I don't know. They're yeah, like, oh, they, you crazy kids making your YouTube now videos. Now that you it, I guess they do look like teens. It's got 25 views. This is uploaded by Julia Robbins. So I guess it's the girl in the image. Right. I mean, the girl in the video. Um, but yeah, I guess they do look like teens. I couldn't tell. They kind of look like 20-somethings to me when I first watched it. But now that you say they could be teens, I'm like, they could be seven. They could be 16 or they could be 22. <laughs> the I The boy seems tell. very teenish. His voice he does look, very He teen-ish. does look very teenish, yeah. Uh, it's a more of a... It's more wow. of a quick busker version <laughs> than... John Savage. There's so much going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that version. Um, there aren't a lot of covers of this. Uh, I didn't write down all. I didn't know if all of these are worth listening to. Uh, Music dude Joel just has this version where he plays five different guitars and kind of does like a. It's almost like a soft jazz version, jazz guitar version. Ooh, folky. Yeah. However, the bass drum is over. Yeah, yeah, it started out nice. And like kind of digital maybe? Or it's just blown out? I think it's just blown out. I think like they they, they overpeaked the mm. bass drum. Um, Speaking of overpeaking, we are peaking quite a bit in this episode. <laughs> well, we'll have to run some sort of compressor because we're not used to these acoustics. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this sounds better or worse. Yeah, there aren't a ton of videos overall for the whole song as a whole. Um, was this good? But before we get into fun stuff, there's one SoundCloud cover. Let's see if this was if this was good. This is called band called Less Than Three. Oh, that's right. This one's kind of interesting. Check this out. So I don't know, before we play further into this, this starts out sounding really original, very strange, off-kilter. There's like an electric drum. There's a very sort of slightly distorted guitar. It just sounds so unique. But then when he starts singing, like this needed some sort of like very strange vocal, like really over-compress the vocal on mm-hmm. purpose, maybe digitize it, maybe sing weird on purpose. But... It starts out sounding very strange and unusual and fun to me. And then when he starts singing, he's just like doing his best to sing. He's doing his best, you know. It's nice. It, this should go more with that, like, sort of jazz folky guitar version in the last one, more yeah. so than this, like, I put this together in Garage Band right. version of the song. But it just sounds so dirty and qu- the, mu- the, the the music sounds so dirty and quick right. that I loved it. And I was like, I wish the vocals were stranger for it, for that version of the song. Um, 
not a ton of like crazy stuff that I found for fan stuff and tributes. A lot of people's like road trips and like their children exploring the woods and like people going on vacations. Oh, we should make one for this trip. <laughs> we should. We should. I will put that together. Okay. Because <laughs> I've been taking little videos here and there. So I'll put that together. There is. This is definitely worth watching. This person is. Hi guys, this is Danny. It's, it's Danny. Her name is Danny. Uh, Cassio P, P Cassio P at art C A S S I O P E I art and she's just gonna do a little improv dance to the song but first she's gonna talk for a minute or two I'm gonna be showing you a little improv dance so alright you can make your hair that looks a lot better actually she's opening so, her okay. shutters that's yeah. what that noise is if you don't follow me on Instagram or you know anything about my personal life you will know that I nope. dance Five days a week. I dance a lot. Oh, wow. That is a lot. So much. She's um, very short of breath. She's like me doing a podcast. (laughs) I feel like she's probably just been dancing around before this. And it probably is fun. So let's go for it. So here she goes. Oh, wow. She's dancing. And unfortunately... In a very small space. In a very small space. And And the camera is not tilted down. She's dipping below the frame. (laughs) (laughs) She's most... She's on the floor a lot. And she's like... The camera's not pointed at the floor, but she Lots is into it. Lots oh, yeah. of spins, arms Very up fast. in the air, yeah. getting on the ground, spinning on her back, breakdancing, I guess. it's I Maybe it doesn't count as breakdance. She's singing along. She's having a great time. Very nice. Improv dancing. Good time. Uh, and in a similar vein, this guy did a... Right here, I got two rocks on the tree. This guy... Put together a little compilation of his parkour practice Sick. in 2017. I love it. We used to watch a lot of American Ninja Warrior back in the day, <laughs> so right. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a guy practicing parkour, doing all kinds of flips, Sick. jumping across things in the park. He's indoors now in a Not studio, at all on the mountaintop. No. There he goes. Look Ooh. at him jump. Whoa. Still not on the mountaintop. Now he's in a tree. Now he's jumping off trees and he's... It's in nature a little bit. He's Maybe he's in the middle the of Maine. Yeah. Maybe he's going to break his face. <laughs> you know the the Coke bottle challenge right now where people oh, are yes. like kicking mm-hmm. Coke bottle caps off? Yes. We should do the mountaintop challenge. It's like pick a vase on the ground and glue it back together. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I guess that's about it because like I said, there's lots of like videos of people on their vacation. This is There was one that was uploaded like this month. In January 2020. Oh, wow. And we're only, uh, like, two weeks into the year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That is Mountaintop. Nice. Where you get your air for free. Uh, I don't know what you mean to me. <laughs> this is the next words? I don't know. But I know what you, our listeners, mean to me. You mean we have a reason to do this. So why don't you give us a call at 402-95-SADIE. You can email us at Sadie Hawkins Pod. Jessica gave me this look, like... You can continue. I don't need to take it over. <laughs> our email is sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. And our most active social media are Twitter and Instagram, which yeah. are both sadiehawkinspod. Send us your mountaintop challenges. <laughs> Send us your mountaintop challenge. Throw, Kick a vase on the ground <laughs> and then glue it back together. Let's make that the new trending thing for 2020. We just wasted 91 minutes of your life.